know if it would be considered a confession or what, but okay, but bear with me, all right? No good sentence has ever begun like this, whatever you're about to say. Like, it's even worse than I need to confess something. It's like a, I don't know if this is a confession, but. Wow, this this is an admission of guilt. So, I, I'm a boy, I'm, I'm a man, all right? And, and with the territory of being of the male gender, right? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. We we tend to we tend to have pretty a lot, a lot of hair, right? They grow up so fast. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Colin, please. Are you starting with <laughs> Just let me know now. Is this PG-13 or R-rated? Yeah. Are you starting oh, this no, podcast? It's, it's with... far from R-rated. I just I'm leaving you guys in a little bit of suspense. This is a body hair com- conversation? <laughs> a little what? bit. No. Uh- <laughs> Right. Listen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, in, Bye, in my in, <laughs> See <you> later. <laughs> in my in my <laughs> this is off to a great start. It really is. All right. So in my in my in my post puberty life, <laughs> I I have had I have long battled with the those things that you put on your feet called socks, and and mm. here's why, because on on those on on your feet tends to grow hair, right? Mm-hmm. And those socks that I put on my feet and I put my shoes on and I'm walking during the day and I would just have this trouble where my socks would just love to just rip out my fucking foot hair. Yeah. Not, not necessarily rip it out, but like just tug on it and it would just be just insanely uncomfortable. Colin, do you have like full on Bilbo Baggins? Like, no, foot hair and that's, the and that's, like, and that's you, the problem. And that's the that's the problem, though. I don't I, they're not that hair. I mean, they're I would say they're average. Like the, I've seen people with excessively like, like basically gorilla feet. Like yeah, like in, some, in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, right? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hobbit feet, that too. Okay, and I, I definitely that those are not my feet. Like these are I I am not I wouldn't say that I am an above average hairy man. <laughs> so I, I just I don't know if it's I have like the the hair on my feet is just stiff or something. I don't know. But it just has the tendency to get caught in my socks, the, between the threads of my socks, and and yank on it, and it just makes mm. it just makes my feet very uncomfortable while I'm just sitting there or walking or whatever. So one day, I said "fuck it," and I grabbed my razor and I shaved my fucking feet. <laughs> How does it feel? I have many questions, Colin. <laughs> okay, yeah. have, has but, your uh, has your swim time increased or decreased? <laughs> As a result, <laughs> yes, it is increased. Er, it is, it, it has decreased exponentially by a, I think about, I don't know, a point zero one seconds. <laughs> All right, we're training for the uh, Tokyo Olympics. It's official. I'm coming, I'm say, coming for you, Michael Phelps. I just, I wanna, I wanna pick your mind a little bit. What compelled you to say to yourself in your head? All right, after I hit the record button, I'm gonna talk about my hairy feet. Like what? What made you want to do this? He needs to get this off his feet. <laughs> because, because I just wanted to share with you guys that if if for whatever reason your body hair makes you uncomfortable, it's okay to shave it. It's, we it's have okay. Your permission? Yeah. No. It's like there. This isn't. This isn't a situation where you need to be like, well, people are going to judge me if I, you know, I shave my feet or I shave <laughs> wait, my wait, arms. Wait, or something. Wait, you spent a lot of time thinking about this. Right? What people? 
<laughs> I don't know. Who, who, but Harry feet James. I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is, if you if you ever had a thought to come to the smooth feet side, there's no wow. reason to hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Uh, okay, that's a very touching story, and I'm I'm emotionally affected by that. So thank you. <laughs> but can I make a suggestion? Um, have you thought about maybe just changing up your socks? Maybe it's not Dude, your problem, man. I, I, yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like I've, I, I don't know. I would say even right now, I have a pretty decent like variety of different brands of socks. Like I've went through like oh man, like Hanes, and I went through an Under Armour phase for a while. Now I'm on to Nike. Nike hasn't been as bad, like the dry fit socks or whatever you call them, because hmm. um, they they have like a, uh, like a lot more space between the threads. I guess you could say, like, um, like when you put them on, you can actually like see through the socks to your feet, kind of, okay. because they're not like it's not like I don't know if huh. that makes sense. Um, well, I was gonna say that I have made the transition to I have two different kinds of socks. I have dress socks that I have to wear for work, obviously. Oh, those but, are comfortable. But then every other day or like casual Thursday, Friday, whatever, like I'm wearing running socks by uh, this company. I think they're called Bolega. And they mm-hmm. are awesome, man. And they like just they keep cool. They're they're very comfortable. You can wear them all day. They never like retain any moisture or anything. They're really awesome. They're not the cheapest socks. But I have sworn by them ever since I tried them for the first time. And this is interesting, too, is like they go so in depth with how they craft their socks is that there's a there's a <laughs> dude. left. Dude, I've never seen anything like this. There's a left and a right sock for each pair. Like there's one specific <laughs> to your foot. Right. Oh, no. It, yeah, Nike does the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. It, I mean, it's kind of a weird concept. But what, what did you say the name of the brand was again? Bolega. Bolega. How do you spell Bole- that? I, I don't. I don't know. Just <laughs> I'm sure it'll correct the, you. This I'm, episode, this is a commercial. No I'm just saying. This episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast is sponsored by Bolega. Wear comfy <laughs> shoes today. When you don't want to be shamed into shaving your feet, Bolega. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If you don't want to shave your feet, yeah, dude. Yeah, but like, I just let me tell you, it, it's it felt really nice though afterwards because wow. just instant relief. It was just the best. Smooth feet. Is, is the best. It really is. Did you put some baby powder on them afterwards and like light some candles and <laughs> have a nice Chianti on the uh, on the bearskin yeah, rug by the fireplace? I, I got into my bathtub. I got one of those uh, those bathtub trays. Had like uh-huh. a nice glass of red wine. Had my candles lit. Put on like, uh, I don't know season three of Narcos or something. Some Netflix series. This and is just uh, yeah. So this is what I like to call Colin time. With that image <laughs> in mind, welcome. Yes. To the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by Jack Zapata. Hello, my dudes, and bong bong to the internet people. And Colin, Mr. Smooth Feet Sparling. Come to the smooth seat. The seat? <laughs> Jesus. Whoa. I, what else are you shaving, dude? I don't know, dude. <laughs> this is my question for you. <laughs> All right. A smooth seat side, what, or seat, feet, wow, whatever. Wow, th- Yeah. Great. He gets... <laughs> He talks into a microphone. Smooth skin. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, yeah. So, Jack, you've watched a movie. Yes. Have you seen it? I saw it and I watched it. Yes. <laughs> what, you Have see? you watched a movie? Have you seen it? it? I've <laughs> what, seen it. What movie? I, I saw it. What? I don't. Oh what are you talking? I don't know. It, what is, it, it's what I saw. I saw it. I saw you it. Need an antecedent. You need an antecedent for the pronoun. The movie. The movie. The movie. It. I uh, saw it. Oh, it. oh, the Stephen yes. King movie. I saw it. What'd you think? It is 
Very, very, very good. Surprisingly good. What uh, do you guys know of the series so far? Well, the the wait the series. Well, what do you know of the story? Well, so not the series. I know that. Um, I know that it ends in a certain way. That's very like there will be a part two or something. Um, and I know who who's who plays it. Michael Skarsgård, right? Yeah, Is that, yeah. Like yeah. I know that they made a very big point about like during the advertising for this movie to never show like michael's normal face like it's always pennywise the clown like that's all he is right yeah right right mm-hmm. yeah you'd have to do some digging to actually find i mean he's been in other movies but you'd have to do some digging to find like just what he actually looks like without the makeup on which i think is still disturbing he has a very childlike face for a grown-ass man and i don't i'm not gonna give any spoilers so this is gonna be a spoiler free conversation about it overall um and we'll do the spoiler cast you know in the future but I was just incredibly surprised at how much fun the movie was. I thought it was just going to be sheer terror and sheer horror. And I have heard criticisms that maybe the movie's not scary enough. I was plenty, plenty on my seat. I don't know if so much uh, on the edge of my seat. I don't know if so much of it was just anticipation or just like dreading it. Because I remember when the original It uh, miniseries was on TV. And that's kind of where I first was exposed to it as a young kid. And it does have like two parts. Like there's a part where it's not spoiler to say there's half of the um, story takes place when they're children. And the other half takes place in adulthood. And it's like 27 years apart, something like that. But uh, I was just really, really pleasantly surprised with how this turned out. Um, I thought it was scary. I thought there were some good jump scares, some, some good surprises. There are some weird plot holes here and there. It's not a perfect movie, but it was incredibly fun and it was incredibly funny as well there was a lot of humor a lot of laughing a lot of good times it's almost like the ultimate sleepover party movie mm-hmm. and i really think that i mean it's a rated r movie so i feel weird like rec- like recommending this to anyone under 17 obviously but i just really think that the people that are going to get the most enjoyment out of this are are middle school and high school age kids really they're gonna they're gonna have a blast with it it's gonna be it's gonna be uh successful with them Wow. Hmm. Well, so I remember reading in the reviews that like this isn't just a, you know, oh no, it's a scary clown movie. It's like you actually care about the characters and like there are arcs about them and they're like they're more fleshed out than just people who get scared at something. Yeah, they do have, you know, their own motivations. They do have their own storylines. Um and again, you know, I don't I don't want to get too too into the plot stuff, but they all have their own unique personalities that stand out and work well as an ensemble. Uh, the, the Pennywise character, he's, you know, uh, as promised, like terrifying as shit. And there's some, some real dark, dark themes of the, uh, novel that make it into the film. But of course the most controversial, the craziest stuff that I'm reticent to even mention on this podcast, <laughs> like those obviously are cut out of the movie. Cause I don't know, but Stephen King, you know, that was a different time, man. That was like 30 yeah. years ago where things were a little bit more permissible, but obviously for obvious reasons, they can't have certain scenes in the novel in the film, you know, so I think uh, I don't think the film suffered at all as a result of it. But there are a few plot holes that bug me just a little bit. But overall, uh, you know, I definitely plan on seeing it again. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to talking about it more in depth, uh, you know, with you guys once you guys get a chance to see it. Now, one thing that is kind of historic about this film is that it is shattering all records, all expectations um, for what was set forth. Uh, it was in over 4000 um, theaters and they were like 
really is I think 25 35 million was the budget and just the first opening weekend it made 123 million over that actually which beat projections and beat all other like September films it just shattered all the records I think like Hotel Transylvania 2 back in 2015 was like the old record holder in September with like 48 million only and now this comes in and just completely is its launch so it's it's also like the largest supernatural film uh, to debut, I think Paranormal Activity 3 um, was like 52 million, somewhere around there as well. And mm. this is just like killing it. It's just killing the game. It's crushing it. It's kind of saving. Not, I wouldn't say it's saving Hollywood, but it is kind of rebounding uh, and getting people to go back into theaters after a, a very lackluster uh, summer um, for, for film. I don't know if you guys saw, but it's something like 14, 15% down from like last year. It's like a huge crash in, in uh, theater attendance. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's actually interesting that it is like it's the third largest opening of the weekend or opening weekend of 2017. Right. Like and that's of the whole year of the whole yeah. year. Yeah. Like and that's considering like how many great movies we've seen over the summer. You know, it's yeah. beaten out most of them. The only two that have done better are Beauty and the Beast, uh, like the yeah. live, live action adaptation and right. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Both very different than it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredibly sure. different, man. Um. I mean, because you don't see very often in scary films, you don't see like really terrible, awful violence being perpetrated on children, <laughs> you know, and like that's happening in this film. It's like it, it really uh, sets the uh, tone very effectively in the opening scene. And uh, it kind of like sets you, you know, you get set for like, oh, what's going to happen? What's what's the ride to come? But yeah, this is the first of two movies. I've already uh, confirmed a sequel in 2019. It's going to retain the same director as well. Uh, this cool. is the guy that, yeah, this is a guy that um, people were kind of wondering about. I think he made the film uh, Mama a couple years ago, that old ho- yes. that horror movie. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the guy's name. Sorry, but right now. But uh, yeah, he did a great job. And um, I know that the original director for True Detective uh, season one on HBO was also attached to this film early uh, early on. And he since uh, wrote the screenplay, but he stepped down from director role uh, because of creative differences uh, with the studio. But I'm telling you guys, you should be looking forward to this film. If you're not already, it's it's a total trip. I'm totally looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, I just I can't believe this movie has like garnered as much hype as it has. Like, cause it, it was one of those things where like I you know I'd heard about it, it was in in the making right, and it was getting a little bit of press and people were like oh yeah they're re- you know doing a redo of it and stuff but it wasn't until like about the past month everyone started like going ape shit over it it seems like and like when it came out everyone's like holy shit everyone go see the new it movie it's great and it is probably better it probably blows the original out of the water and things like that and uh, yeah. I mean the the movie I mean. The movie looks visually interesting. It looks like it holds up really well. It's got a lot of Stranger Things vibes going on. And after, you know, I mm-hmm. just finished Stranger Things uh, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it actually has the, one of the kids from Stranger Things in the movie. Right, right. Um, I'm even more interested to go see it. So I, I'm going to try and make that a priority this weekend. Um, but I think the most burning question, um, and we don't have to linger too long on this, is uh, like, how does Michael Skarsgård's Pennywise compare to Tim Curry's? It's a lot different. It's okay. not the same, but it's creepy in its own way. Um, it definitely the the miniseries. If you go back and watch it now, it does not hold up. Oh no, it does. Twenty seventeen. It is really kind of yeah. It's really corny and really just like what the hell is this? But no, this this revives the revives the tale really well, and I think he's a great fit. Um, there's some really disturbing stuff that happens. So I, again, I can't wait till you guys watch it and we can talk about it. Uh, what I do want to talk about though next is that. 
I actually got some mail. I uh, got MoviePass, guys, since I talked to you last. And I'm really, really excited about it. I It actually got me to check the mail, which I hate doing. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I never go to the mailbox because there's never really, like good stuff I. in there. But it was getting to like a month, right? Like almost a month after I after the, the big hoopla about it online and went viral. And I was like, I still haven't got my card. It's got to be lost in the mail or something. I'm going to have to go through customer service, all the bull crap. So nah, dude, I, it's hitting all those those uh, <sighs> Spectrum advertisements you get. That's in there. what I was like, worried I about. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was worried it was stuck in between like a bunch of like uh, Pizza Hut coupons or something. And I accidentally threw it away, right? Or recycled it. <laughs> and uh, And so I went to my mailbox every single day for like two weeks straight. And finally it showed up. I was like, okay, let's do this. And I used it yesterday. And I went and I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, I think nice. that's what it's called. Which, Boy. have you guys seen that one? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's starring Ryan Reynolds. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. And it made me realize a lot like, wow, like Samuel L. Jackson really has a huge influence on me (laughs) as a person. A lot of my humor, a lot of things I say. I know it doesn't sound like it, but just a lot of my sensibilities I got was back when I watched Pulp Fiction back in 94. You know, as an impressionable adolescent. <laughs> and uh, and so it just I realized that when I watched the movie yesterday, I was like, oh, I could get a lot of my, you know, my mannerisms from Samuel. So, hey, I'm tired of these worse. motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking <laughs> plane. Yeah. And uh, the movie is eh, it's all right. It's OK. It it uh, led the the box office for I want to say like three weekends straight. But really, that's more damnifying to the other movies that were out rather than Hitman's Bodyguard being that good. Right. It was not a great film. It dragged on a little bit too much. The humor was predictable. Samuel L. Jackson played himself and Ryan Reynolds playing himself. They weren't characters at all. They were just who they are in every film they ever were in. Kind of the Jennifer Aniston syndrome effect where you just are who you are and that's it in every single role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you let the hilarity ensue. I was surprised though because I didn't know much about this movie going into it, but I was surprised that Gary Oldman was a bad guy. Gary Oldman's one of my favorite characters or favorite characters, favorite actors in films, period. Um, I didn't enjoy him very much in the uh, Batman films because that's not the Gary Oldman I like. I like the Gary Oldman from The Fifth Element, from The Professional, from Air Force One. I like him being a real big, crazy bad guy. Um, not so much Commissioner Gordon, but he fit. Yeah. But anyways, the film was eh. It was okay. It was semi-entertaining. There were some funny parts to it. Uh, it was really ridiculous over the top. The body count in that film, I guess it's called The Hitman's Bodyguard, but man, it was like I was watching an Expendables film or like Apocalypse Now. I think like probably like three to 400 people die and get shot in the face in that movie. Like, I was like, wow. Like, I was not exactly expecting that. So, yeah, it, it was an like, okay movie. That sounds like Hollywood to me. Right. Uh, but I wanted to I wanted to just check out and make sure movie pass worked. And so I, that was the one to watch. A baby driver was already out of the theaters already. So that's why I watched that. Right. And I'm going to keep going. Like, that's why I wanted to ask you, like, probably the more important question here. How yeah. was the, like the movie pass experience? Was it seamless? Like right. you walk into a theater, say, hey, I have a movie pass and I'm going to watch this movie or like. So there is pluses and minuses to it. I mean, the obvious plus is that you get to watch a movie, uh new release or whatever you can watch a day of release um you get to watch one a day for free essentially but for ten dollars a month but you don't have to pay for the tickets and so that's awesome so i you know i'm definitely going to keep using it because of that but the overall usability of it there's a, some it comes with some caveats so you have to be within it uses gps and let me tell you too that app goes 
deep, deep, deep into your data and your phone. Like you have to give it access to your photos, to your locations, to everything. Like you have to give it every permission to do whatever. <laughs> you remember, right? so it, remember back when you asked me, how are they paying for this? How are they offering only yeah, $10 mm-hmm, a month? There, mm-hmm. there it is. There's your answer. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. It gets in there, man. I think they yep, probably install some kind of Stuxnet, like uh, CIA <laughs> level code in there. But anyways, um, ever closer to Skynet. So when you want to get a movie, you cannot do it from your home unless you live right at a movie theater. Because, again, it uses your GPS. You have to be within 100 yards of a movie theater in order to use it. And I think that's a security measure to make sure that you're not buying tickets just for your friends, you know, all over the country, all over the city or whatever. So they have to make sure you're actually there at the theater. And you have to be there the day of the film as well. You cannot do this in advance. Okay. So you go day of the film, day of the film, and you get within 100 yards and you go into the movie pass app pick the movie pick the time pick the theater etc then it says all right you're all set and they they know how much your ticket's going to cost and they upload that exact amount with tax and everything onto your debit card so then you just go into the movie theater at that point use and go to a kiosk or go to the desk or go to the uh, person at the desk whatever and uh ask for a ticket and then you just use your debit card to pay for it okay so yeah so that's what i did uh it worked completely fine no one said anything i kind of wondered if anyone would give me the eye like oh this movie pass guy okay <laughs> but nothing like that it was just you know normal transaction um so wait one, it's a it's a debit card i'm, it, I'm just that's, that's how you pay for the ticket yeah that's how you pay for the ticket um uh, that's how you get it for free is because you tell them what movie you want to watch um and then right. they put on the exact they know exactly how much the ticket's going to cost with tax and they Right then in real time, they upload the exact amount to your debit card. Then you use that debit card to uh, purchase your ticket. So you go to a oh, kiosk or you oh, get a okay. right? Does that gotcha. make sense? Okay. Yes. So pro tip, okay, I like to, I'm a fan. I like to use apps like the Alamo Drafthouse app when I am buying tickets because I like, you can select your seat and everything from there and you can do everything. You can get your loyalty points if that's your thing. So pro tip is if you're using an app to buy your movie tickets, Put your movie pass debit card as at least an option to pay. Right? So okay. that way you can just go in the app real quick, select the movie, and then switch over to the movie theater app. Okay. And then just use the movie pass debit card to pay for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. Okay. Okay. And that'll be the easiest way to do it. So you don't have to go in there and, and you're forced to talk to a human and, you know, the whole rigmarole <laughs> yeah. and wait in line. Yeah. Talking to people oh, is the yeah. worst. Ugh. All these things I don't have time for. <laughs> but, you know, it, again, I think it's worth the trouble so far. I mean, come on. Unlimited movies, $10 a month. Like, get in while you can. You yeah. know, I already got my money's worth just watching one movie. And I'm already like, the thing I'm th- I'm wondering, though, is like, Wow, am I just gonna like spend the rest of my life in movie theaters? <laughs> like, am I just gonna watch every movie? Movies, because because that's the thing. I'm gonna watch movies that I never would ever watch. Not just in theaters, but probably I wouldn't even have the time to watch it when it comes to Netflix or, or other streaming services, right? I'm just gonna watch movies just because I can now. Yeah, oh, and, I'm fucking bored. I'm go watch this movie. Good, I don't yeah. really give a shit about it. Yeah, yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? And so another another thing as well, another caveat of this whole service is that you can only buy one ticket. You know, you can only do you. Right. So if your friend wants to go, they're going to either have to get movie pass and they're going to have to get lucky and, and get the seat next to you and coordinate that or, or you're just damned to go to movies by yourself for <laughs> in perpetuity. Not so. that that's bad. Of course. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of going to movie theaters by myself. I know some people look at me like I'm weird when I do that. I like going to, I'm a weirdo too. I like going to a bar by myself. I like going to a restaurant, eating by myself and 
and and i do that i don't know dude like, it's it's liberating though like i uh like i said uh a while back when i went to indianapolis i just i went by myself got myself a hotel room got myself you know had dinner by myself went to a few bars by myself it was li- it was just liberating you'd it's be su- nice yeah i agree with you but you'd be surprised how many people i talk to that that gives like a real sense of anxiety to them they like can't even imagine doing something like that they just are so embarrassed or so timid and i'm like you'll really grow up as a person you'll learn a lot more about yourself yeah. You know, then then oh, yeah. then you potentially would if you were on some blind date or something, you know, you'd learn a lot about yourself. You grow up a lot and mature a lot. I really think that. So when people come to me and they're like they're asking me, I guess, like, oh, you know, uh, what do I do this weekend? I kind of suggest like, hey, do this. Do this by yourself. Sometimes they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, by myself. What yeah, kind what? of fun is that? They're going like, to look at me. They're all going to talk yeah. about me. They're all worried about what people are going to say about them. And it's like, yeah, the thing about people in the world is that no one cares yeah. No one cares what you look like. No one cares what you do. They only really, and I hate to sound so cynical, but people really only care about themselves. They only care right. what they look like. They only care what they're doing, but they're not sitting there talking. You know, you're some, you got to be a real shitty person to sit there and just talk about somebody that's watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And dude, let me tell you, life is a lot more fulfilling if you can just enjoy your own company every once in a while. Right, right. But I'm telling you, the takeaway is that no one cares. If you're ever embarrassed yeah. to do something out public, they all, everyone's worried about themselves. I promise you, especially in this country. So. But that's it. Movie Pass. I'm going to keep using it. Uh, and and we'll see. I probably will have a lot more movies to talk about now on the show. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're you're selling me on this, though, for sure. Yeah, I don't know about the month-long wait, though, <laughs> to get oh, the card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably are, be longer having... now, too, now that... Because, I mean, Jack, you did it, like, day of finding out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a bit of a PR crisis they're having with customer service now. They are backed up. They did send an email to everyone saying that it's going to take a lot longer than seven business days. And last I heard on the Reddit, uh, the subreddit, was that they only had four customer service people that were trying to service. All of a sudden, now their base went from like 50,000 to like 150,000. Yeesh. Oh, no, wait. I want to say they had 15,000 15, when it was $50 a month. And now it went to 150,000 plus and it's growing every day. Yeesh. That's... So they're going to have to scale. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, let's move on to the next section of our podcast. After all these life lessons, uh, let's talk about some video games. I guess I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, you guys don't have anything to talk about this week. I'm watching um, too many movies. No, and that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, dude. Life just gets busy, bro. I'm sorry. No, I get that, man. Um, so I've actually been pumping a lot of my time into this game called Path of Exile. Have either of you two heard of that? Yes, I have. I've absolutely heard of it. I am somewhat ignorant to the whole thing, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me about it. No, nah, I didn't really want to talk about it too much today. <laughs> just uh, want to drop the name. Out, right? We're just going to skip that. We're going to move to the next. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, Jack, I know you're a fan of Diablo 3 especially. And, Colin, you oh, played yeah. Diablo 2, right, back in the day? No, actually, right. I played Diablo 3 pretty extensively. Okay. So, when Path of Exile dropped in, like, 2013 people kept calling it like this is the true diablo 3 like this is the true successor oh. to diablo 2 oh yeah i remember that really remember that. yeah that's what this game is um what and now four years those later are some, those are some uh big claims man well i mean you have to remember diablo 3 had kind of troubled history when it first dropped it wasn't really that great like it's not as good as it is now mm-hmm. like now diablo 3 is a great game like i defend that game very easily mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, Path of Exile, it's now four years old um, on PC. They launched it recently, like August 24th on Xbox One, which is okay. cool of them. And of course, they've got like a console UI, so you can play it with a controller or whatever. Uh, not mm-hmm. that I can speak on it because I only play it on PC. Um, and 
early in the beginning wow. of August, they dropped a new patch that added like the fifth act. And I believe this is like the last act, like in terms of the story. And now it's just all about, you know, grinding, get that sick loot, you know, mm-hmm. basic Diablo stuff. Um, and I got to say for a game that's completely free, like it doesn't hurt to even try it. Like, oh, wow. I didn't realize it was oh, free to yeah, play. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I know it was free. Yeah. I mean, you can buy, like, the only things that are behind, uh, like, microtransactions are, like, cosmetics, like, all mm-hmm. kinds of cosmetics, and then, like, extra player stash, like, in your, you know, your stash, right? Extra tabs mm-hmm. um, and, like, small things like that. But I haven't run into an issue yet of, like... No, no paywalls? Yeah, like, absolutely none. Like, I've already beaten the campaign once. Um, no need to buy... No need to pay a single cent. Is it nice. graphically intensive? I wonder if my shitty laptop can run. Um, it's pretty pretty chill, actually. You might be able to run it on your laptop, honestly. Um, it looks like a mid-90s game. You know, It came out in 2013. I don't mean that oh, in right a bad on. way, but it, it right definitely on. is um, looking like it was heavily inspired from Diablo 2, probably. Yeah. Um, and even the UI is straight out of Diablo. I'm looking at screenshots now. Right. Yeah, it looks totally straight up like Diablo 2. Um, it's developed by Grinding Games or Grinding Gears Games which is a studio out in New Zealand. And, um, oh man, I don't know. There's just a lot of fun to it. There's a lot of like customizability to it. Cause like Diablo three has its own kind of customizability in terms of like each class has all these runes and all these like skills that they have. Yeah. Whereas with path of exile, like, um, it was in the news for a while about, because of its like humongous passive tree. That was a lot like, um, final fantasy 10 sphere grid. So, you oh. know, yeah. Ooh, good old sphere grid. Fond how memories. We, yes, how we barely knew ye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's probably how you'll feel about Path of Exile for a while. You'll look at it and just look at that that sphere grid tree, and you'll just be like, "That's too much work. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Can I I'm give out. you guys money I, to just get this out of the game? I'll pay ten bucks. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I still don't quite understand Final Fantasy X sphere grid. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the majority of people who played Final Fantasy X. I was like, I think I'm doing things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting bigger. I'm hitting stuff till numbers get bigger. Yay. <laughs> That's how um, every video game is now. If it's, it's distilled down to its most crystalline form. Yeah. All video games are just pressing buttons. Um, numbers getting bigger. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think what's really cool, though, with Path of Exile is that, like, you can choose any of the beginning classes, but you can end up being whatever kind of warrior you want at the end. Like you can choose like, you know, you're a tanky boy who has like a big ax and you, you kill stuff by running into them. But then by the end of like, when you get to level 100, you could end up being like an archer who does like sick Legolas type shit just based Ooh. on how you build your path. The reviews. Damn, on I want to, I want to play some, more real, I want to play as Orlando Bloom. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, Legolas, right? Um, I was going to say the reviews on Steam are very positive. 83% uh, and or I'm sorry, 92% out of 48,000 plus reviews are all very positive. Yeah. And the graphics look pretty awesome, um, but it looks like it could be drivable. It could be scalable to a um, more, you know, not Hi. so gaming centric laptop. Right. Yeah. Colin. So maybe you can get in on that. Maybe we can pull some three yeah. player. We're running uh, on my toaster. Yeah. I mean, I did. I've. I've heard this game, so the name of this game, so many times, but I didn't realize what it actually was until today, until you just brought it up uh, on the show. But man, like I am interested, uh, yeah. especially it's free to play. Like what could go wrong? You know? Right. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of Diablo three, you'll probably find something to like in this game because it's 
you know, it's your typical, like all your buttons are mapped and like each one does a special skill and you click on something and the skill happens. Right. Um, How long is the game? The story, it took me probably like six to eight hours to like power through the story, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the game's more like by the end of that, it's more about like that grind to the better loot to to kill the bigger monsters with the bigger numbers. Right. Just like Diablo three. Um, yeah. And the system they use is like what class you choose to be doesn't decide your skills. Instead, each piece of armor has like skill gem slots. And then you Mm -hmm. put in gems that like, now you have like cleave or now you have, you know, like whirly blades or something like that, you know, like whirly blades, yeah, whirly blades. Um, <laughs> yeah, each, each gem is like a special ability and then you can like link gems. So like, you know, you could have a piece of armor that has like two open slots and they're both linked together. So you could put down like a lightning arrow and then link it with like multiple projectiles. So instead of shooting one arrow, you shoot three. So okay. it's like this very malleable mm. system where you could kind of create huge like scary stuff honestly like things that um don't really like almost don't make sense but they can do massive damage and it's the kind of stuff that like makes or breaks a build okay nice nice. it looks like this game was crowdfunded and that's and this is also uh grinding gear games first uh game so wow they really kind of set the bar real high they're probably just going to milk this one for next five years or so it's still going strong man it still has a very active community it seems and i like i said i've heard the name so many times but but now that i'm looking at it, i'm like i'm probably gonna download this right yeah. after the show it's it's a good it's yeah. a good time to jump into it because you know they just added like whole new patch with a whole new story to it and all that so it's it's a good time if you guys want to grind awesome. up to it i'm willing to play awesome awesome yeah mm-hmm. um that's i guess it <laughs> for yeah, that's all the games we play <laughs> yeah. guys <laughs> Yep. Yeah, we're a gaming podcast, we swear. Uh, <laughs> let's move on into the news section. Ow. Ow. Oh, our podcast? Ow! News. <laughs> That's the new news song, guys. Ow! Can we get that just kind of like as a sample and just you yeah. know, play it whenever? Ow! Ow! Listen to that bacon sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> James Brown is our uh, news anchor now. <laughs> The great payback. <laughs> All right. So like a couple hours ago, literally like t- two hours before we hit the record button, Nintendo played their little Nintendo direct and mm. gave us all kinds of juicy information about the three DS and the Nintendo switch games that are coming up it was, on it. Yeah. It was mighty can, directional. You can watch it online right now. Nintendo direct. If you are so inclined uh, we're just going to kind of uh, go over some of the highlights here. It was, what, about 45 minutes to an hour yeah, long? It's 45 minutes long. 45 minutes. So It was, like, on the dot. For, like, 6.45 it ended. Yeah. Yeah, they pre-record those. Oh, I mean, for sure. Um, uh, there was a lot of... There were a lot of announcements to me that were kind of, like, meh. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, eh. there were some high yeah. parts. There were some high parts. There were some lows. Oh, man. We'll yeah. talk about it all. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll talk about the lows that much. <laughs> Um, so I guess probably the biggest news to come out of that 45 minute little video, Wolfenstein two and doom are coming to the switch, which I think that's great. That's a very welcome addition. Like I won't buy either on the switch probably, (laughs) but Mm. Mm. Well, are you are you thinking know. about it? You guys are thinking about no, it? No, no. I'm just as a PC gamer, like why would you? Right. right? It makes sense unless you really want it. Um, well, the gyroscope. Like 
the gyroscope oh. controls could be neat. I really hope they don't put that in there. Oh my <laughs> oh. god! No, that'd be bad. I just, you know, I'm just inclined. I'm just more inclined to play games if I'm going to be on the couch on the Switch now, just because the simple fact of the controller is so damn comfortable. Like it's really a selling point for me. I love it. Right. Yeah, the Pro Controller is great. It's so no. I was great. talking about the Joy Cons and just like bleh, oh, you could free oh, well, your that hands. Too, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm happy that it's happening just because I think this is starting to legitimize the switch as like a competitor in like the current gen just like gaming. Because, you know, usually it's like coming to you on Xbox, PlayStation and PC. Right. Usually no, this is a great sign. Yeah, yeah. it's usually I mean, no I mention was, of the switch. But now that we're seeing this, it's a really good idea. I was really disappointed when they didn't take advantage of the marketing port. They could have been like Doom S like SFG edition because it's ah. portable. <laughs> so hey. I I totally agree with what you just said though, Robert. Like this is like uh what's the word? Like this is like a, the vindication next- for <laughs> Nintendo. This is like verification that it's actually a system now and it's gonna have third party support. Because yep. that's where Nintendo has always struggled. And where they've never really tried to compete as well. They've always come out and said, Oh, we're not competing with Xbox. We're not competing with PC or PS4. This is for, you know, specially crafted experience console for Nintendo fans that want to play the best games in the world, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But uh now that they have this and they have support from EA and they have support just coming all yeah. over the place, like yeah, you know that this is good yeah they have like sports games coming out too like you know nba right. and all that so yeah they're getting second party support from ubisoft yeah yeah I mean, yeah this is this is an awesome thing and again this is like okay the nintendo switch is real they're talking about i don't know if you guys saw on the news as well um overall but they're talking about they are going to have hardware uh shortages for the switch they're definitely anticipating it so yeah yeah. I, don't know. I mean, mm. it's just this is like the next step toward like, you know, Twitter verification for the switch. You know what I mean? Like to making it yeah. feel legitimate in terms of right. 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 I just yeah. I'm just curious, like how all these games are going to run on switch like uh, these Bethesda games, Wolfenstein Two, Doom, uh, Skyrim. Like how how well are these games going to actually run on the switch? Well, is like is my biggest thing. Skyrim is six years old. Well, yeah, I mean, Sky- I think Skyrim isn't I don't, we don't have to worry about that so much but it is the fact that it is an open world bethesda game running on a portable yeah i mean all and, you need is 30 frames a second and these games here are not going to be you know competing really graphically anyways they're going to do what they need to do with these games to get them to run a solid 30 frames a second minimum maybe even 60 right. but they're just going to turn down the graphics i don't know if you guys saw it as well during nintendo direct but they showed nba 2k yep uh on switch and you could tell like it looked oh, like it was looking a little rough yeah they it definitely when they like did a 360 the, uh, game yeah they did like the overhead shot and you could clearly tell like the texture on the the logo on the court was completely lo-fi you know it was, that's, it was yeah. blurry and yeah that, was, that's the trade-off though if you want it to be portable i mean you know you can't have everything uh if switch is your only console too like this is just good news for you all around if right. you don't have a pc or another way to play wolfenstein 2 which is not going to come out this year unfortunately like it will for all the other platforms that's coming out next year but didn't you say doom is this year yeah doom is uh, slated for a holiday release so cool you get cool to i'm not demons. gonna buy it there but i'm not gonna buy it there but it's a cool thing to have for people yeah. that just have switch so what's yeah. next uh well so let's focus on some like switch specific uh switch exclusive games so they opened up their switch section of the direct with a like what felt like 20 minute trailer of xenoblade chronicles 2 yeah uh, so i uh, like okay so here's, a, here's the now, thing guys yeah like so i was when I was like live live reacting with uh, a buddy of mine in, in Discord, we were like, "Okay, this is great for people that are like excited about the game, like myself, right?" No, no, it's not great. Well, well <laughs> it still wasn't I, great for me. 
fair enough but like i was like even so this is this is so like they're going way too in depth with this shit and they're they're giving so many nitty-gritty details that they don't need to give us when we get the damn game we'll figure all this shit out like you don't need to tell us all this just show us a nice like sizzle reel type trailer like they did for xenoblade chronicles x that's all you need to give us yeah you don't need to give us an explanation of the lore and every single character and what every single wow. like the difference between drivers and blades like you don't need <laughs> yeah. to do all that like yeah i yeah. kept waiting for um uh, reggie to come out with like that long hook to pull somebody <laughs> off the stage right it was just terrible dude yeah. it was so bad xenoblade chronicles 2 uh, listen i'm really hype on this game it's coming out this year this december awesome news i can't wait i'll be there day one i promise you um in in digital form but i was thinking the same thing colin like i felt like i was being held hostage by a trailer (laughs) like i just (laughs) want to watch the rest of the nintendo direct can i please you know but it just kept going on and on they've already already released uh they had like a well, like a half an hour long gameplay really? walkthrough of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 already. Oh, really? So it was just, well, yeah, or something like that. It was an extended gameplay. Uh, and yeah. I was like, none of this stuff is really necessary, man. But I will say, oh my God, that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Pro Controller. <laughs> <laughs> Good you or bad? Are, you are a sucker. I want it. You are a sucker. I, I know, man. dude. Eighty know. bucks. Eighty bucks. I know, but like, can I? Here's the thing, though. Because like, can I just trade my regular Pro controller for that one? GameStop <laughs> will that take your stuff. Yeah, GameStop will take your stuff. I promise you. I, I yeah. just like, why would they think that it's a good idea to talk for literally like twenty minutes about in-depth combat, like? tutorials yeah you know, right like, i mean e- i mean even the, even i actually found this stuff kind of interesting but even so it's like why there nobody nobody else watching this audience if they're even yeah. like remotely interested in this game is going to be yeah. is going to want to see all this i saw the comments too in the feed that i was watching and everyone's just like do this you know later do it like move on yeah. move on like everyone's yeah. putting z's in the chat i think part of it was right. probably just like we all knew what was coming at the end of the the direct so part yeah, of it and they tried to hide it like it was going to be some sort of surprise. Yeah, so part but, of it might just be like, I know what you're hiding. Just stop with the yeah, shit. Yeah, Keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the on the other side of the coin, though, was a game that I am in, looking forward to incredibly. And this is a Square Enix exclusive to the Nintendo Switch Octopath Traveler. Uh, working title, uh, but yeah, what do you guys know about some of the fucking name? <laughs> no, that's project, a cool name. That's project a cool name. Octopath. I know. Yeah. It's like I they they announced it, uh, that game what back in March. They I announced think? it with the Switch announcement. I want to yeah, say yeah, or yeah. no, yeah, that was in January. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's and where I first uh, and they I, they still haven't came up with a title for the damn thing. I mean, they put out a, they put out a demo. I know. I they, downloaded it. It's on my Switch right now. I'm going to play it tonight after I, I play know, Path but it's of Exile. Like they, they put out a demo. They don't even have a freaking real title for the game yet. Man, but, listen. Uh, that was bad news when they said working title underneath. I was like, shit. This game is not going to come out for like a long time. That's just yeah, a real bad they, sign. And it looks they so want good. Like a, yeah. They want to, They want like people to play the demo. Then they had, they had a user survey for afterwards, too. Is yeah. that included like in the demo? I don't know if it's included in the demo or like on the Nintendo website or something. Yeah. I'm looking um, forward to it. I said, really I mean, want to see I'll, it. I'll take part in it for sure. I mean, the game looks decently interesting. Uh, the visual style is really interesting to me. I think it's really cool. Can, what do you think, Jack? You're pretty, you're pretty uh, hyped about it. The producer of Bravely Default, uh, the producers oh, yes, yeah. of Bravely Default worked on this. And I think this is one of the most striking looking video games 
that I've seen in a while. Kind of reminds me of a 3D dot game hero. Do you guys remember that on oh, PS3? Yes. I actually bought that one not too long ago. Yeah, really no, that's a great game. game too. That's kind of like Zelda, like with uh, voxels. But anyways, uh, this game, Octopath Traveler, whatever the hell they're going to call it. I think that's an awesome name. I don't care. <laughs> I, I wish they just leave it there. I, I'm cool with it. Uh, it's just weird enough. But yes, I am very hyped for this game. It's like a... Uh, Old school, a 2D, 16-bit style RPG, uh, turn-based combat, it looks like. But then the overworld is what they call, what was the term that they use? HD uh, 2D. 2D. Yeah, yeah, and it just looks so awesome. They're using really striking lighting techniques, really awesome music I was hearing in the trailer as well. All the hallmarks of what I love about that genre overall. And it's really just like a love letter to old school RPGs, uh, namely in the 16-bit era. So sign me up. They got me. By the throat. I'm excited. Can I? Can you know? I was like uh, the 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 visual style. I thought was very striking. It was very uh, very nice looking. The HD 2D thing. I was like, I I mean, it caught my eye for sure. I just I don't think, at least to me, maybe you picked up something I didn't. But I don't think the battle the battle system looked like it was anything too special. Well, it didn't do anything. Who knows? It's so early, and I can't really even comment about it. I will say that the the enemy sprites or whatever I can't even tell if they're polygons or not. I really don't know what they're doing with the graphics in the in the um, combat mode, but it just it looks like good old fashioned you know sixteen bit RPG fun. Like that's all I really need. No, yeah, I'll definitely download the uh, the uh, demo and give my feedback on it uh, in that survey for sure. Though I'm I'm definitely not not one to knock a JRPG, so it's uh, on my Switch right now as we speak. So I can't wait. See, am I the only one who's like not at all excited about this? Because that's yes, what it clearly. Seems like. Yeah, you well, are wrong. So here's the thing: I'm, I'm, I, you're, I'm you hate, love I'm JRPGs. I love JRPGs, but I don't like bad ones like Bravely Default. Uh, oh, I, well, I can't oh, comment to that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I, I, see, I don't I haven't played it either, I, but I've heard bad things about it. I did not enjoy Bravely Default at all. So the fact that the first like, one, yeah, so it was to the point where I was like, I don't even care about the second one. I'm not buying it because I didn't like right. the first one. Wow. So when I heard like this game has producers of Bravely Default, I was like. Oh, <laughs> but well, the, you yeah, can tell from the graphical style. You can tell oh, it's yeah. them. I, yeah, I can at sure. least. I can see their fingerprints on it. Uh, well, the, we'll see what happens. I mean, here's the thing about Bravely Default. Okay, a I did not play it very much because it was in those days where I had more games than I had time to play, um, and I had to sell it before I could actually finish it. Like big regret actually of mine. But th- it made some pretty interesting innovations in that space in JRPGs. Okay, so you could go into the menus and at the, this is a this is a feature that I haven't seen ever repeated. But you could actually go in and turn off random battles, yeah. or you could change the rate at which they happened. I think you could change like the rate, like the the speed or whatever of the game too. Just different things. They did different things to make a kind of quality of life, you know, a little bit higher and, and tune it to what you want to do. So if you want to just go somewhere and not level and fight at all, you could. Hit the go in the menu, hit that switch, and, and go right. And and if you wanted to grind, another useful thing was you could just turn the uh, the random battles like all the way up, and then you're just constantly grinding and grinding a lot faster. So I'd like to see that that tradition kind of go forward, you know, in the genre and and actually have an influence in these games. Maybe this game will have it. Who knows? But I thought that was you know an area to give Bravely Default credit in. The art style was unique. But I can't say that I played enough of the game to really make a comment about it. Did you beat it? How far did you get before you no, kind of gave up I on mean, it? I got as far as, like, I think most of the way through the first act, like, getting into the second act. And I was just like, I feel no motivation to play this. And it kind of feels not that fun to play at this point. Because once you figure out the battle system, it's really easy to manipulate it and kind of, like, make it do what you need it to do every time. Yeah, it's kind of a broken system. It can yeah. be. Yeah. 
Okay. See the the things that I was hearing about Bravely Default. I, I don't. I can't remember if you and I had talked about it or not, Robert. Um, but the things that I heard was there's like a there's like a difficulty spike that hits pretty hard. Uh, I think about uh, I think two thirds through the game. I heard I about say. that too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and apparently it just kind of throws. It just kind of ruins the whole experience because apparently they they uh, enacted some sort of. Uh, I, I don't know if you'd call it microtransaction or something, uh, some sort of pay-to-win type thing. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, and so that's why apparently people were thrashing it because that's why they were making it artificially difficult to push you towards taking Buying. part in those microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I don't know if you can confirm uh, that. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I want to see Octopath Traveler, like, you know, succeed. I, I don't want to, like, have it fail. I'm just not... I'm, I'll wait to see what it looks like. You know what I mean? Because I've been burned once on a previous game by that. <laughs> well, but yeah, we'll see. Dude, you're in luck. You can just get the demo and, and then you make your own decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know the demo was out, so I might go download that. But last thing that I wanted to talk about with the uh, Nintendo Direct today, they ended it with like, what, six minutes or so of Mario Odyssey? Solid Mario six. Mario Odyssey! Yeah. yeah. I, I gotta say, there's just something like... You know you have a good mascot when, you know, they just, they snap their fingers, whoosh, the screen changes, and then you just hear, wahoo, and then your your heart kind of <laughs> leaps a little bit. You're like, oh, Mario. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys it's a secret, a- uh, or not a secret, but a, a real quick story about the guy who does the voice for Mario. Do you guys happen to know his name? I don't know his name. I don't know. But uh, he's- Charles Martinet. Thank you. I knew somebody would know it. So he's an older man. He's mm-hmm. definitely retired age, gray hair. Um white guy and uh he does that really high-pitched mario voice which is endearing and which is iconic in small doses but (laughs) when someone's just talking to you like in sentences like that it gets incredibly annoying and disturbing so where i ran into him was uh e3 you ran into him yeah e3 2005 they were doing a 3ds uh demo on the show floor at nintendo i want to say it was like Nintendogs or something like that, but they had they had the Mario guy there, okay, like on stage, and they they were asking for um they were asking for volunteers in the audience to come up and like play play Nintendogs with them or something like that, and to like demonstrate like the voice chat or whatever because you had to wear a headset and do the whole thing. Oh, so, no. anyways, <laughs> it was the most awkward thing, man, because it's big bustling show floor at E three, right? This is like the debut of of a lot of big games. And Xbox uh, 360, right? 05? Yeah, yeah, Xbox 360. Yeah, uh, uh, it was it was huge. And so, uh, what was awkward though is because he only talked in the Mario voice <laughs> the whole time to everybody. So he's like, "Now look here and get the puppy and pet the puppy." And everyone's just like staring at this old man, like, "Why are you doing this?" Like, we get it, we get it. You're fucking Mario, okay? Like, get over it. We are right. So he kept doing that. And what was the funniest part was it's such a train wreck of a presentation because people kept just getting weirded out by him and like they're trying to play the game and everyone's watching, right? They're on stage. They would just hand the 3DS to like the lady, the Nintendo system, and just walk away. And I saw like three people do this. They just got bored and couldn't play the game and just like left the Mario dude hanging on stage by himself. And he's like, okay, bye bye. <laughs> like the next person would go, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen. That's probably yeah, so why. That Mario is not fully voice acted. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, yeah. we are all witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but Mario Odyssey, though, looking at that, like, I mean, I don't think we learned anything super new. I think it was just kind of like looking more into what 
what the game will offer us, right? And yeah, they gave us a little bit more uh, hints at like what the levels look like and things like that. Yeah, and I gotta say that game looks beautiful. Real good. Yes, it does. The game looks just, just graphically, it looks great. I just, I you know, the entire time they just showed it, and I'm like, just, I'm just like, just give it to me already, damn it! <laughs> like I want this game in my hands, like right now. This it, just looks like too much fun. Yeah, just I, please. Okay, let me ask give you guys: Am me. I in a minority in the belief that Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U was not actually like a full-on Mario game? I can't comment. Uh, so I've played 3D Land. I, well, I played a little bit of 3D World, and I, I know what you mean because it takes on like the, the whole isometric kind of 3d thing right is that what you mean it just seems like the next natural progression it just seems like a 3ds port almost right of the mario 3d land on 3ds it just seems like the next progression of that but it didn't seem like a full-on this is the new core mario game you know which is why i think everyone's so thirsty for super mario odyssey because you know without a doubt this looks like no this is the next mario game this might be the only mario game that comes out on this on the switch period well right yeah because this is more of like a sequel like not really a sequel but the follow-up to mario galaxy 2 that's how i think of it right that's exactly how i think of it so it's been so if you go by that logic it's been a very long time since a core Mario game has come out. And the fact that it's coming out on Switch the same year, I mean, the first year, right? You've got a new Mario Kart, you could argue. You've got that brand new Zelda game. Like, damn, like Switch has, you know, some of the best games of the year in the first year. They're really hitting it out of the park. It's awesome. Right. Especially if Xenoblade Chronicles 2 still drops this year, um, which it doesn't seem like it's going to get pushed back so far. So, I mean, we've already seen half the game. Today. I know. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. said it's going to be dro- yeah, it's going to be dropping in December. So. Yeah, like I, I am excited for that game, but their promotional material they're putting out for Xenoblade uh, Chronicles Two is not doing me any favors. Like, I just don't want to see the game again until I'm downloading it. And it, it stresses me out so much because Xenoblade Chronicles X's trailers were so insanely good. They were. They were a lot better. So I don't know. And the music was great too. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, Mario Odyssey though. Look forward to it. It's the whole reason I got the Switch when I did. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle was icing on the cake. But Mario Odyssey is going to sell systems. They have a what? Don't they, they have, have a, a bundle a exclusive? With, yeah, yeah, like red Joy Cons, like Mario oh, red Joy Cons. Yeah. Might yeah. might have to grab a pair of those Joy Cons though because they look slick. You are Pretty such good. a sucker. color. Dude, yeah, Dude. you have like a whole wall collection of <laughs> just Joy Cons. Yeah, just every game, controllers. every game Dude. that comes out with its own con, like yeah, its own con. You know you're just like, oh, I need that. Oh, I could get if that you too. Don't, yeah, if you I, don't yeah, buy these do. controllers, you could afford a new gaming PC, and that's not even exaggeration. <laughs> that's not even exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, man, just because I want it doesn't mean I'm going to force myself to buy it. But hey, yeah. Nintendo's Nintendo does does things to me okay it's not <laughs> where, where it, did he touch you <laughs> yes show, show where us did Uncle nintendo touch you <laughs> okay it's well, nice to want things colin yeah it's i know nice to want things. it is um i'm thinking while we're talking about nintendo might as well hit the other bits of nintendo news that have happened in the past week i think that just thematically makes more sense um so super mario 64 has gotten an online mod this is crazy yeah so I mean, you guys, you guys have played Mario 64, right? I mean, come on, right? Yeah. Yes, both versions. A couple Good. times or so. Yeah, just a couple times. So yeah. from my understanding, this modded version of the game is that game. It's the game that you know and love with the whole, with all the wahoos, but you can play it with up to 23 friends. What? Simultaneously? Yeah. Sim- all in the same Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, That's you can ludicrous. Play, yeah, you can play as Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, Wario, princess peach and toad 
and um, they all actually play differently too. Like instead of getting a triple mm-hmm. jump, Peach glides or like Walu- like Mario two, right? Or like Yoshi does his little like you know kicking the air to you know get higher. Wow. Um, and wow. yeah. So is it like a? I don't know if you know much about the actual game itself, but is it like a racing game now? If you're no, playing with that many people, like what it, is this? It's literally. Yeah, how does this work? It's the game just with twenty three other people in it. You can so you our, can beat that. You can play the game normally and beat it. You know, as if it were a single player game, and like you know, beat Bowser at the end or whatever. But you have twenty three other people in it. But they've built the game to be like, you know, you can make up your own games in it, like play hide and seek, you know, like in the Boo oh, okay. Mansion or stuff like that. You wow. Know? Yeah. And this is not an, a sanctioned like Nintendo release. This is something you'd have to do, I think, in emulator. Right. I, on PC. I'm, I'm fairly sure that Nintendo is going to yeah. strike this thing down if they haven't already. Yeah, that's what I was downloading. Now while you can. Yeah, it looks really yeah. cool. But this is fan made. And this is like the joy of of uh, PC gaming, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hope it doesn't share the same fate as AM2R. <laughs> Oh, I hope you did. You guys download that, and for people listening that don't know what we're talking about, it's like the fan made remake of Metroid Two on um, the Game Boy, and they made it in kind of Super Nintendo graphics. And uh, Nintendo uh, issued a cease and desist yep. to uh, get that taken down. But I have it, and I could play it if you got it in time. I think it's still somewhere you can find it online if you want to play it for free. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and other Mario, wow, and other Nintendo news, not just Mario. Yeah. Uh, so Nintendo has officially said that they are going to continue making Super Nintendo cl- uh, classics and they're going to mm. start making Nintendo classics in 2018. This and, is huge. Yeah, this is hot off the heels of Reggie saying like, don't, Re- Reggie fils you know, don't buy like an SNES classic at more than the, like more than $80 basically. Like wait, right. you'll get it. Yeah, don't, and then yeah, and all the scalpers are like, uh, ha, 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 ha. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, Nintendo says a lot of things, they but do. you know, I've never seen them have enough uh, uh, on the shelf really for years. You know, they've had a supply uh, and demand problem for a long time. It's just kind of baked into what we know of Nintendo and the brand now. Like things are gonna be hard to find. So whether they found another supplier. Or they, who knows, or they just ramped up production and they got their supply chain issues all figured out. We'll see. It remains to be seen, but I still think, I just, I can't get away from the thought that SNES classics, NES classics especially, are still going to be rare, even though they're going to be theoretically released in stores. People are still going to swallow them up and, you know, it's not going to meet demand. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I agree. Like this, this to me feels more like a PR move than anything. I, I am not expecting it to be so easy as like hearing like you know on my phone hearing hey the, the pre-orders are back up and then mm-hmm. i go to walmart and i hit the pre-order button i'm like i'm mm-hmm. good to go it's gonna be yeah. hey i see that pre-orders are up and then they closed again in 20 minutes especially for yep. the holiday season this is going to be a huge requested hugely requested gift and so for people to get it in time for christmas morning they are going to be paying a premium like make no mistake you're going to be paying more than 80 dollars if you want it on christmas morning i promise yeah I don't know. I mean, this this to me is more like, you know, it's it, it's just words right now, and I don't think Nintendo has the uh, reputation right to back it up, right? So right, yeah, yeah. and that's that the whole thing of them like going into more product or basically uh, restarting production of the NES Classic. It's just like 
it, it says to me that they're doing like, hey, guys, like, see, we're not, you know, we're not as bad as you think we are. We're going to make more to make up for our past, well, you know, quote unquote mistake that people accused us of making. Well, they went back um, on their word. You know, that's what that yeah. was the messaging that came from them. They they were the ones that said this is not going to be made anymore. So they're going back on their word. And it is, you know, in the best interest of the consumer. Uh, but they're, I just feel like they're going to have to have this out for like literally years in order to meet demand yeah. at, at the rate that they do get released. Because when but, they do come out, there aren't a lot of them. But the thing is, why not? Because like, I've yeah. never heard anyone say, man, I really don't like all of this money. Yeah. You know, well, like, in, in their yeah. in their press release or in their interview, um, I want to say it was Reggie he or someone else. Someone big there said that in their market research that um, classic consoles have not done well. And it's like, well, Nintendo has never officially done one. You know, like mm-hmm. I think they're talking about like the Sega Genesis ones that were really crappy. I don't know if you guys have seen those, but there have been other classic consoles. Atari, Pac-Man, those things that you just plug and play and it's got the joystick and the button already there. Like, yeah, right, those yeah. haven't done well. But this is like this is the first time Nintendo's really delved into it. Everyone's been waiting for Nintendo to make one of these officially yeah. licensed ones. I mean, they're. I mean, they're, the market researchers said that retro gaming isn't really selling well. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. It, yeah. I would know, like you and I, Jack, would probably know better than fucking anybody that the retro collecting market is batshit crazy right now. If they, it, yeah, totally. Is That's so, where the money is. It, it's so crazy. Everything like the prices are so ridiculously inflated. It's. I mean, shit. You you're still gonna pay twenty, thirty bucks for a fucking copy of Contra. Yeah, like, yeah, and you. It's the vinyl, right? Of of video games is retro games now. If that makes sense, what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, you could easily find yeah a, a copy of Pocky and Rocky two on Super Nintendo four hundred five hundred bucks like and only getting higher. So. Yeah, I would be hype, and I know this sounds crazy, and it'll never happen, but if they actually just released a proper Super Nintendo, like, full-sized, and started releasing cartridges again, like, I would, and officially, right, not like the Super Street Fighter 2 one or whatever, but like an official Nintendo one, I would be all over that, and those games would probably cost $100 a piece, probably. Yeah, probably, at least. You know? Yeah, complete uh, in box, so. Yeah. Well, let's move on from all this Nintendo news. Uh, I kind of wanted to just like gather you guys' thoughts a bit on uh, the Apple news that dropped earlier this week. There's a phone. And all the rumors and all the leaks, 99% of the leaks were all true and accurate. Apple could not keep any secrets whatsoever. I was seeing cases and like slim cases and models for the screen for the iPhone X for like a month now, at least. I mean, Foxconn in China, they always have footage leak out there and get out there. And so their security is really loose. Steve Jobs would not approve of this. But of, of the leaks, Steve Jobs right. has been rolling in his grave since he passed. I feel like, man, he uh, <laughs> some he of the was, decisions they've made. He was huge on secrecy, huge on, yeah. on keeping leaks. And he purposely siloed all the departments of Apple so that nothing could get out. Right. And um, no, it's uh, it's I'm very excited, but it's a thousand dollar phone. Yeah. It's a thousand, and it's like and it's like, OK, the iPhone eight, like that's a thing. And that's going to be normal priced. Right. But then it just completely gets overshadowed. No one's going to want the the iPhone eight like no one wanted the um, like the Xbox 360 with no hard drive when they had two versions come out in 2005. <laughs> well, sure. No Remember one's going to want that. Well, well, uh, I mean, they they kind of did that too on a, like a smaller scale already. Once before, they member the uh, what was it, the iPhone five C and five S, right? Yeah, I don't know when I when I look at this, I it, okay, you guys didn't watch the uh, well, Jack, you kind of watched the event, but were you able to like focus on it? Like, I, I can talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I sat here and I watched the event, and first off, very petty of them to say you can't watch it on Google Chrome. 
What was that about? <laughs> I, I I have a feeling it was them being very petty. Um, I had to. I did watch up. it on Chrome though because I watched it on YouTube, like some uh, pirate feed. So gotcha. Yeah, I used. I like went straight to the Apple website for it. So I used uh, Internet Microsoft Edge. Ugh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, I used that to watch it, and just the whole event felt like, oh, man, it just it felt so hipster and highbrow, and it had this air of like, if you buy an Apple product, you'll be better than the other ninety nine percent of humanity. That's all scum because they don't is own the, an Apple product. And is hands. this the first Apple like press conference you ever seen? Because they've always been like this. No, they've always been like that. But I feel like this year has been like really on it like the first three minutes of it being on was then like panorama shots of the new um the new steve jobs theater which by the way just i don't i'm not a fan of that look it looks it looks like an iphone home button but placed on landscape um and yeah it was just that and then there they had that video of like what apple has done to make humanity better and Mm. i don't know it just felt so like i missed i missed the turtlenecks on steve jobs that's all i'm feeling (laughs) you know what i mean yeah no Uh, i think everybody does for the most part but uh, i mean yeah dude it's just they just like to suck their own dick that's all there is to it can we can we talk about fucking they're not apple stores they're Apple uh, Town Square. Town Square. Where you can come to our town square and see us at our genius grove. To the thing get about it, I'm not, defend- you- I'm not defending them, but whenever you go to the mall, uh, that's always the most crowded store. No, and that's true. But you know what you just called it? A store. It's a store. <laughs> it's come a on, people. Store. It's not it's a, a store. town square. It's a place where <laughs> goods and services are sold for. Yeah legal u.s tender like and nothing more i've never heard people be like hey you know like we're not doing anything after school today let's just hang out at the apple store and get a smoothie at the store you know like people don't hang out at apple stores Dude, do they? i feel like middle school i feel like middle school kids might say that exact sentence oh, you just said oh i really God. do i really back think- in my day oh, they man. had malt shops with jukeboxes i can't wait to go to the apple town square east oh man jesus yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. but it was it was like the part that got me where they where they were like, oh, here's the new wristband for the uh, Apple watches, and it's made out of the same leather that driving gloves are made out of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, that's your target market, okay? Dr- yeah. Leather driving gloves, okay? Isotoners, oh, no. OJ Simpson. That's all I'm thinking about now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I- I'm just gonna cl- I'm just gonna sit here and clutch my Android ever closer to my heart. <laughs> yeah. So no. I listen. I want that phone. Who wouldn't want that phone? Let's be real. That phone looks nice. The iPhone it X. looks awesome. Yes, it okay. looks good. If, if price was an issue. But here's the thing, too. I don't need that phone. I actually have the iPhone 6, all right? Like grandpa over here, right? But it's the last phone with the headphone jack. And I'm holding on that headphone jack because if you don't have the headphone jack phone, they make you buy like a $30 adapter that's like two inches long that goes in the lightning and then you can plug in your headphones and that. Like, come yeah, on. It's stupid. That's, and no, uh, yeah. And if you want to charge your phone and then plug in your regular headphones at the same time, you got to plug in a dongle with two charging ports exactly, on it. And then you got to plug in your charger and then you got to plug in your <laughs> dongle for your headphones and then plug your headphones into that dongle. Yeah, it's all conspiracy just to sell like more cheap plastic things <laughs> it, to you to carry around in your pocket. And here's the thing. Then, I'll take two yeah. millimeter thicker phones. To be able to plug my headphones into it. It's not that big a deal. Like, get real. The the one thing I thought was cool was they had that charging pad where you could put just put your phone and your watch and your ear pod, yeah, your yeah. AirPods on. That that was cool. Um, I haven't seen anything that worked quite like that. So that that could be a cool thing. I mean, that's kind but, of existed in the Android you know space for a while. The wireless okay. charging thing, yeah. Um, right. I I want to nip this in the bud. By the way, it is the iPhone 10. I know it's the iPhone 10. Fuck you. It's the iPhone X. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was not. I know. They keep saying, yeah, they keep saying like in the news stories I'm reading, like in parentheses, pronounced as ten. Like not iPhone. everyone's just gonna say iPhone X. Like Absolutely get over it. Fuck that, because that's a they, stupid thing. I love how like they also skip numbers too, much like graphics cards. Like Nvidia skipped like the nine se- or the eight series, right? They went straight from se- nine seventy to nine eighty. I mean, we went uh, from Windows or, eight to ten. Yeah, yeah, right. and then and then this again, like some reason people skip somewhere from seven to eight. You know, they'll go all the way to ten. It's it's just a weird thing. And now, how confusing as well. You have the Xbox X from Microsoft. Yeah. You have the iPhone <laughs> mean, X. Yeah, the Xbox mean, One X. Do you mean the Xbox One Ten? Yeah, One Ten. Yes. The One Ten. Ah <laughs> oh, man, so it's just it's just funny, man. I like I said. Okay, so the final my final takeaway from the new iPhone announcement is yes, of course it's a sexy phone. Like no one's saying it's not. Of course I want it. But it's going to be the one I want is going to be over a thousand dollars. Like I can't rationalize that. And with a yeah, with the it, phone plan, like it might be you know five, six hundred, seven hundred. Who knows with AT and T two year contract. But I don't need it. The phone I have right now works perfectly, and it has the headphone jack. And I just. Uh, paid like $85 or something like that to have the battery replaced. So I have a brand new battery in there as well. It's going to last like for years. So I really don't need it. I don't need to be that cool a kid right now. Yeah. And I don't, I don't fucking get it. Like I was taught, you know, me and Robert were talking just a little bit before we started hitting the record button. And uh, like, I, you know, I, I use my phone, my Android, right? My, my Samsung uh, galaxy S seven edge. I basically use it to check Facebook, Twitter, and text messages and every once in a while like maybe instagram or tumblr or whatever and then every and once in a blue moon make a phone call exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's like dude phone call like, you just text getting getting a new phone like it, the only thing it really does for me is allow me to do those things faster maybe it just so happens to have a better camera but like i'm i'm not a photographer like right. so I, I mean this whole idea of basically having to remortgage your house to buy a fucking cell phone it's more than some mortgages a lot of mortgages in america (laughs) the price of the phone is more i'm saying like jesus that's like that's an investment another thing is is too is like so they they came out with from what i read they came out with two models of the iphone x i'm calling it the x Mm -hmm. um it's the 64 gigabyte model oh i don't know this yeah the 64 gigabyte Uh yeah and then the 256 gigabyte model okay now the 256 gigabyte model is 1150 dollars okay but if you're already gonna spend a thousand dollars on this fucking iphone aren't you just gonna go for the 256 gig anyway well you're gonna have to because when you start going up to 4k video and 4k photos and all that stuff like every little thing's gonna take up that much more space so it sounds like you're getting that much more storage but you gotta think that all the files you're saving onto it are that much more rich in data so it's not gonna be that much larger than you're used to and why the hell do you need a 4k like (laughs) display on a phone yeah Yeah, i mean dude it's not only that but it's hdr OLED. It's, it's, it's better than most TVs. It's super retina. You, I'm Good thinking Lord. about this now, guys. You can get, uh, if you guys pay attention to CNET, they do tech reviews, but their number one best non-OLED 4K TV is only $700, and it's 55 inches. So you can have a, like one of the best TVs you know, that come out this year, 55 inches on your wall for $300, $450 less than a phone. Like, wow. Yeesh. Well, uh, let's hit into the next topic here, though. So Disney is pulling Marvel and Star Wars from Netflix. Like, this is now confirmed. And here's the thing. Back when Disney announced that they were going to pull things, I had just assumed this was already going to be the case. Yeah. So I guess for me, it was more of a surprise that they were announcing it because I thought it was already a thing. (laughs) 
Yeah, and they had to come out and yeah. publicly state it because there was they didn't specifically state this when they said, "Hey, we're doing our own streaming service, we're pulling our movies." They didn't come out and say, "Well, especially Star Wars and uh, Marvel," until last week. And it's really, I can just hear the sweat dripping off of the board members <laughs> at Netflix's foreheads right now. Like this is like kind of panic mode now because Star Wars has never been more popular. Star Wars yeah. has never made more money. Than it's making now. This is, I mean, yeah, the golden age of Star Wars was the first trilogy, but I'm telling you from a commercial perspective, this is making much more money and reaching a much larger audience than ever before. They're cashing out on nostalgia. Absolutely. So Star Wars is huge. Uh, and then have all the Star Wars movies uh, getting pulled or, or never being placed on Netflix in the first place uh, going forward. And then also all the Marvel films. It kind of begs the question, like, well, what's going to happen with all the Marvel uh, and um, Netflix kind of crossovers, right? Like the the lesser known uh, the, uh, heroes like uh, Iron Fist, Jessica yeah, Jones, all right. that stuff. Like what's going to happen to that? Is it going to stay on Netflix? Is it going to get pulled too? We'll see. I just I think, dude, honestly, I don't <clears throat> I mean, I don't claim to know how any of this logistical stuff works with that but i don't see how they're ever going to be able to pull like a like a marvel netflix crossover like how they're going to pull those off the streaming service without some sort of legal battle right well Um, those contracts already been signed and the ink is dry like they already have some sort of time frame established so they're gonna have to wait till those contracts expire or something like that. I don't know the details. It could be on a year by year basis. It could be yeah. at Netflix or Disney's discretion. Who knows? We'll find yeah, out. I, wonder, I mean, the streaming service is what coming out next year. That's when we'll find out. I guess something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I mean, Disney has to be giving Netflix like some sort of termination package or something. You know what I mean? Like well, they have to be paying paying out money to be like, hey, like you know. For your troubles or something. I mean, it, it depends. <laughs> I'll just just leave the money on the dresser. <laughs> it yeah, depends on the contract. I mean, the contract's like you know, for your troubles. If the contract's terminated by like 2018 or whatever. It's not like they need to pay them money to end the contract that's gonna end at that time. You know, it's if like, anything, Netflix would be enough. that. Um, obsessive ex-girlfriend that keeps calling him back like please come back i love you <laughs> hey baby I, need you. I, yeah. I miss i miss your marvel movies yeah netflix is just gonna show up at disney's front door like 1 a.m on a sunday yeah. like uh, go to <laughs> did, bed did you get any, any of the 300 uh voicemails that i left you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this gonna netflix is just gonna text disney like hey <laughs> that's it that's all it's gonna say like, with, hey. but with like with like four e's or four, four y's four, four e's. Yeah. hey yeah <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but hey i it, we'll see because like i said like when we talked about this weeks ago is like this service is gonna be a real juggernaut it's going to be relevant but it's gonna have to come in at the right price whatever they call the new disney streaming service cannot be the same price as netflix can we all agree yeah because it just does not have yeah. the same amount of content there's no way it's going to um, who knows if they're going to roll in ABC shows now because Disney owns ABC. What if they roll in ESPN to this? Then maybe I can see them competing. I and mean, if it's like that whole package and all that stuff together, like that's bad news for Netflix. Any way you cut it, dude, I mean, they could they could easily turn into a conglomerate, like some sort of force to be dealt with for sure. Like it's it's really easy. They, they just basically I mean, it's going to take some time, but they essentially just need to snap their fingers. I mean, that's yeah. basically what they're trying to do. Yeah, uh, we have right. one more news story here, and I don't want to dwell on this for too <clears> long, just because you could probably listen to any other podcast this week and get more than your share of people's hot takes in and around the situation. But I figured it's kind of at least worth mentioning. If like you can't just talk about gaming news this week without mentioning this, mentioning this, I think. But uh, acclaimed YouTuber, fifty-seven million subscriber man, 
Mr. PewDiePie Felix Kjellberg, Kjellberg himself. Uh, <laughs> he was streaming PUBG. Sweden. Yeah, he was he was streaming PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds earlier this week. Man, we have not gone on a podcast without mentioning that game at least once, have we? Um, I mean, it's the biggest game in the world right now. That's true. Um, yeah, he, he was streaming the game earlier today and, like, was trying to kill a dude. And then, like, it took him a little too long to kill him. So he said out loud in exasperation, what a fucking... And then the N-word. <laughs> yep. That was bad. Um no, it doesn't look good. Uh, the Firewatch... Not, not a good look. It's, no. it's not the best look. Not a best no. look for He certainly f- knows yeah, how to get attention and create a headline, that's for sure. Yeah. It's for- almost like, you know, he has a history of this type of thing. I mean, six months ago, right? That <laughs> yeah. Whole, mm, yeah. 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 So, it's too soon, PewDiePie. Too soon. So, in light of all this, the uh, one of the devs of Firewatch, you know, that, that walking simulator game... Um, Campo Santo, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Campo Santo. Thank you. Uh, he has said that he's going to put a DMCA on PewDiePie about all of his Firewatch videos and ask him to take them all down because he doesn't. I love Walk This Way. <laughs> yeah, he he wants <laughs> he wants all those videos. Like, he doesn't want to be associated with someone who would say that word on stream. You know. I mean, it was a hard R at the end of that word. <laughs> it was yeah. a hard R, it, and he was using I mean, he it is in Swedish. A, he was using. <laughs> He was using, yeah, he's Torbjorn. He was using it in a condescending way, too. And when it slips out like that, like on accident, quote unquote, it's really kind of indicative of, okay, that's just your normal parlance when you're not on camera. That's just what goes on through your head. That's just how you speak when you don't think anyone's listening or watching. And this time turned out 50,000 people were watching, you know, at, at the time it happened, something like that. So, you know, I can't do anything about this i other than just not watch his videos anymore and not and and rescind my subscription which is really all i did you know but i mean what what can you do these kind of thoughts unfortunately these kind of words like come out and it's part of the larger toxicity that exists in the gaming community overall because it's just you know it just goes so far beyond gaming so far beyond uh just you know the all the political issues in this country right now so again all i can do is like hey pewdiepie like good on you you do you i'm not really going to subscribe to you anymore i'm not really going to be looking out for your videos because again like i said this is just too soon too much yeah and the apology that he put out like whatever okay like i get it but like i just am making a choice for myself like i don't i don't need to watch your videos anymore yeah that apology felt very corporate uh in my opinion it kind of felt like you know all, all like he's realized all these people are like attacking him for this and i mean you kind of have to just realize you know you don't have 57 million subscribers on youtube and still get to say anything you want you know you have eyes of people like millions of people on you now you know yeah, i mean he yeah, can and, say whatever he wants but he can't uh, be immune to the to the consequences right exa- whatever they may be exactly and i think he's not really recognizing that especially because like you know, I'm I'm not the biggest like social justice guy or anything, but like you, he should know that like a lot of kids watch his stuff the most. You know, like his biggest demographic is most definitely like impressionable teenagers who are looking for some dude to let's play something while making funny faces and dumb jokes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like his core demographic is like forty year olds. You know what I mean? Yeah. He like, and again, you know, to kind of come at this from a different angle as well. Like he is far from the first person to use that word. <laughs> in video games but that's like the whole issue right like he 
I mean, he, I don't know. It just, it just really turns me off to, to him anymore. The, just the way it happened. I guess you just have to watch a video yourself and determine for yourself how you feel. You know, yeah. if someone else likes PewDiePie, fine. I understand. I'm not going to judge anybody. It's just, I'm making a personal decision for myself. I mean, how do you guys feel about it after this? Um, so yeah, I don't know. So there, there's been a lot of like controversies in general going on with a lot of different video game media personalities, right? Uh, like, you know, we, we had the thing with PewDiePie before a few months ago, which, by the way, was kind of a fluke because it was kind of the Wall Street Journal's fault. They took what he said out of context, which was actually kind of funny because it was a segment of his video be- that he was making fun of outlets for taking his stuff out of context. And they took that section of that video where he was making fun of them out of context right, Colin, but to this make time, him look bad. Right. But there's but no now, parallels now, listen, this time. No, this no time, I'm not, I'm not comparing is, it to this time. I know. But what I'm saying is no. he is perfectly in context this time. Yeah. The light oh, no, is yeah, squarely I, on yeah. top of him like and the stage is is black right like we all know oh, what he said yeah. and how he, he said it this yeah, is the in spotlight context. was shining on him it was all him yeah it was him alone like i've seen the video it was he said what he said and i mean that's that's just it like he said what he said um and there, you can't take it back he said it and he's probably gonna he i mean he's continuing to get a lot of shit for it. he got the dmca rolled out uh to him by the, uh, the dude from campo santo and uh i mean he put out an apology and like i get where he's coming from like it seemed i mean at least to me the apology seems sincere enough but like i mean the damage is done right the damage is already done um and i mean i theorize and i mean it's it's i, I you can almost take it as fact that it it would seem that when you become famous or as you you grow a following right you 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 start to grow uh more and more famous you you basically the threshold for which uh, like the, I don't know the tolerance or whatever it, it grows smaller you could almost say like you know what I mean you gotta you gotta be mindful of what you say because like like you said he his a lot of his audience is impressionable young kids he's the biggest youtuber of all time yeah so his Gee. outreach is like I mean even with those 57 million subscribers it's going well beyond those 57 million right like I don't think I'm subscribed to him but like I still like especially when the shit like when his name's in the news I'm watching some of his videos to see what the hell's going on like you know what I mean and he's an important figure he has a lot of say in what goes on and it, like it, this is an industry where media figures are very influential on um, the success of a game or uh, the outlook on a media outlet like it just everyone who's who's uh, has just even somewhat of a following in this industry can make waves. That's just how it is. That's just how the networking is. Um, and I, the fact that he did this, I mean, it just serves to harm him, man. And that's all there is to it at the end of the day. Well, um, we'll see to what extent. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the way I see it. It's like, I mean, one, I just not a fan. Racism's not, you know, it, it's not cool. It's kind of um, bad. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. Racism's bad. Okay. Um, but I think the thing is it's, it's not just himself that he's harming. Right. But he's kind of harming the entire YouTuber community. Oh yeah. yeah 100%. Like, he's I mean, the they're already having, he's Mr. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he like, they're already having problems with video, like tons and tons of videos getting flagged and demonetized all the time. And, and mm-hmm. YouTube is doing absolutely nothing about it. And this is not going to serve to help anyone. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just a shame that like he's reached this level of fame, but like doesn't care too much about it. It seems like he I think he's because let's be honest, even if he got kicked off YouTube right now, 
he's got more money than oh, like dude's fucking oh, yeah. yeah yeah like he's set he doesn't he's need, got more money than conor mcgregor dude yeah he doesn't need yeah. to make more videos he could stop right now and be set for however long he plans right. on wanting to live yeah. so don't don't pity fucking PewDiePie. Yeah. no yeah, one have there, pity on this man like the thing is there's little to nothing that we could do to like really have him suffer consequences that i think you know he would deserve right so it's just a shitty situation overall and let's wrap up the news section with that awful. <laughs> so note. you said you said we're not going to talk about much, but <laughs> hey, hey, we tried, we tried. It's not okay. one of those hey, subjects pe- that you can just like brush against. It, you like you got to exactly. go there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This is a podcast, damn it. And when we have things to say, we say them. Yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> like you can't just say some dude said the n word anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, next like, thing. So, let's move on. <laughs> latest episode of South Park, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm going to toss over the would you rather to me. Uh, this week, I'm going to be asking you two a sweet question of, would you rather? So, have you guys peppered your Angus? Uh, thoroughly. Both good. sides. Uh, uh, I prefer flank steak, but well, okay. Good, because this is a food, food-themed food would you rather question. Good times. Ooh, you know I like food. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to serve you up a would you rather right here. So, would you rather be able to materialize any food you've eaten oh. before... Ooh, and and like you know calories and everything it's not fake food it's real food mm. or be able to eat whatever whenever oh. does not affect your health you can stay whatever Shit. body weight you want to be whatever muscle tone you want you can eat drink whatever you want mm. okay so I am definitely leaning towards the latter mm-hmm. um, because well first of all right like i mean i've never really been someone that's absolutely like struggled with weight or anything like that i mean i'm a thicker guy thick with two c's nice. for sure very very um, great t-h-i-c-c-h so what we've learned today <laughs> about colin he's thick with two c's and he has hairy feet oh he yeah. used to have hairy feet <laughs> yeah i mean but that's why people, yeah, he's basically yeah, exactly. a tolkien character <laughs> he's in the cimmerillion yeah dude i even got the hair to prove it right um Anyway, so, and and the reason why is because, you know, I I'm I'm a very like, you, you know, like you guys you guys know that I like to romanticize, I like to travel, I like to like explore, meet different people, and explore different cultures and things like that. And so, to not have the ability to ever try something new would really kill me. Oh, uh, so no, okay, so this isn't like you can't ever have anything. Yeah, new. I don't think it's, I think you're drawing. Yeah. The, so, so the way it would work is like you eat something it's now added to like your library and you can pull it up whenever you want okay so so okay so uh so in the latter option when you say so you know like it's not gonna change your health like what do you mean as in like like you, like, like let's say you like being 200 pounds and lean or whatever right you will mm-hmm. never go a pound above it just because you ate too much food. You're just one of those people. Those are people like that yeah, walking like, right around right now. You have super right. metabolism. Okay. So does that mean like my current image, like my current body, body weight would change because of it? Or am I going to stay just the same? You get whatever you stay, want. Am I going to plateau? You, you be what I you, can be whatever you I want. You be what you want. And then food does not affect you. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, because the way I took it, like... I, I thought you were implying that you could never have a different, like a new food ever again, oh. but you could always like, you could conjure up something you've had before anytime you want from here on out. Now, obviously you didn't um, marinate on this a little bit. Oh my God. The puns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a minute? 
Do we need a me, minute? Yeah, to... you go. Yeah, okay, go. I go, don't Jeff. need a minute. This is very easy for me because I am someone that has struggled with weight. I've yo-yoed like guys, like I've yo-yoed like a hundred pounds. Seriously, probably wow. six or seven times in my life. Seriously, guys, like swayed like that far. So it's like Damn, a struggle. That's a fluctuation. It's bro. super severe. It's super struggle. It's like one of the things I wish that I could change. I always get so jealous of those people that can eat whatever they want and just remain, you know, whatever size they are. Um, it really just yeah. really depends, but I can also on the flip side of it, the plus is that I can put on muscle super easy. There's some people that will be skinny and they have no say in the matter, no matter what they do, they'll have to eat like three, 4,000 calories to gain weight at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I could eat, uh, like a little Caesars, like, you know, deep dish pizza. And if I go to the gym right after that, I turn that pizza and cheese into muscle. <laughs> So, you know, so I can do that. It, it just depends on that next two hours after what I do. But, you know, chances are I eat a whole pizza. I'm getting flat. And I'm going to bed. Right. I'm going to a sweet, sweet uh, food uh, carb coma. But uh, so that was is easy for me. Now, the first one is nothing to seize that. That's an awesome power because I'd have filet. I'd have lobster. I'd have. You know, prime rib. Yeah. Ooh, like, fuck, I'd get fat, though. Domonica only- ribeyes. I'd be able to conjure up, like, uh, martinis and beer and, ooh. Like, you'd all you need to do is buy that $100 steak once. And you get yeah. to have it whenever you want yeah. for the rest and of your life. Yeah, you see, eat like a king the rest of your life. But then, of course, you become, you know, as, as fat as that power would allow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, but for me, it's very easy. I would love, 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 love to be able to eat whatever I want and remain in shape. And for the people out there that are listening that have that power, like cherish it forever, <laughs> cherish it forever. You'd have no idea no, how lucky you are. Honestly, I think I'm still going to stick with, yeah, going with the second option because like, I mean, I, I'm kind of like Jack, but definitely to a little bit of a lesser instant, uh, uh, a lesser degree. Uh, like I, I fluctuated weight quite a bit. Uh, when I was younger, probably like sixth grade, I was like, I was a chunky kid, right? And then, you know, puberty hit. I grew very tall, you know, and I, you know, I weighed about, I, I lost about 20 pounds, but like I thinned out and the fat just kind of like hit away. Like you, you didn't really notice it. And I, I'd actually look skinny for a while until I, up through high school, until about my junior year when I th- threw some muscle on. Cause, you know, working out fucking three hours a day, five days a week will do that to you. Cause of football. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, coming out of high school, I was pretty muscular, and then, uh, dude, I've fucking ballooned my freshman year how, college. How though. tall are you? I am six two. Oh, that's pretty tall. Yeah, he's a tall boy. Okay. Yeah, I'm relatively tall. Um, standing next to I Robert, mean, that's gotta be weird. Yeah, he's he's got like five <laughs> six inches at least on me. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's just I, I've gotten to- used to the tall life, and it's it's almost kind of funny when I come up next to someone who's taller than me because it's yeah. it's almost weird having to look up at someone to talk to them right <laughs> um lucky like my brother but anyway uh it, it's it's definitely like weight's been something i've always struggled with and especially the, the way my lifestyle is right now um i'm very i'm very busy like four to five days a week i am just plastered with stuff there's not a minute in that like there's not a minute i could day like spend in the day to even think about going to the gym or anything like that and i you know i've been taking like very small steps to try and eat healthier and you know lose weight like i stopped drinking pop and like i try to watch my sugar intake as much as possible i think sugar is the biggest thing and you'll find out that sugar is in fucking everything sugar is yeah it's the crack cocaine of the food world for sure it's Dude, in everything. It is. It's in fucking everything. Even the shit like you wouldn't expect, like ketchup or yeah, like, spaghetti sauce, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's insane. And so like 
that having the ability to basically eat whatever I want and not lose a pound and I can stay, uh, you know, the precise like build or whatever I want, you know, if I was like sitting pretty at like 180 right now, God, I would be golden. But sadly, I'm sitting at about like 220, 230. I'm and a, it's not where I want to be. I'm about 5'11. And if yeah. I am down to like 195, I've got like a six pack. Like that's like where I really like to be and where I feel really good. Man, when you're in shape, like I recommend it because you feel like you can do anything. You know, your knife oh, yeah, is just dude. so much sharper to just go through anything. And, and the funny thing is, though, it's like even though I don't have time to work out, like I, I do enjoy actually like going to the gym and things like that. I like, you yeah. know, especially going with a, a friend or whatever consistently to the gym. I genuinely enjoy it because it's a sense of accomplishment when you, you know, you get done with the gym, you're sweaty, and you're, you're gross. But like you, you feel like you accomplished something. You physically like it, it almost reminds you that you're alive. Yeah, I, it, yeah it makes you feel like you a human know, being. I totally know what you mean. You get right. that endorphin rush that lasts all day long as well. Um, you get a nice little sweat going. No, and you, it's it's great. And then when you wake up the next morning, you're a little bit sore, but not too much where you can't go back. I also use my um, running time or cardio time to listen to podcasts, mainly video game yeah. podcasts. So if anyone's listening to us on a treadmill now, like, keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't stop. Don't yeah, stop. you keep doing your thing. Yeah. Now, I just I the tiger. I do want to offer a counterpoint about the first thing is that you can conjure it up little to no prep time, right? I so figured, you, yeah. Yeah, so you save yourself time and money. Mm. Right, with all that food. No, it's 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 a hard it's, it's a sort of hard decision for me, like, but I, I'm just saying like you could think about it. you can give your friends steak dinners every night you can give oh your wait friends. you can do this infinite it's not just for you yeah. it's not like movie pass yeah you you just literally <laughs> want it to happen and like poof oh so you just have a little teleporter there yeah could you okay could you transport live animals <laughs> have you cooked a have you eaten a living animal i've cooked well i've cooked a uh, lobster before but have you eaten them while they were alive has anyone eaten a live animal <laughs> i feel like that's I pose uh, this to the podcast i mean like <laughs> If you're eating an animal, it's fucking dying or dead, bro. I know, but you know what I felt? So, and I've never eaten a live animal, but I have gone fishing, and I hated this part. Of, I went deep sea fishing in the Gulf of Mexico off of uh, Panama City, and uh, I caught a grouper. It was like one of the strongest fish I've ever seen in my life. Almost pulled me in the water. But anyways, I felt so bad because in the ocean, when we were doing this, you have to use live bait. So they had a bucket in the back and you just reach in there and they had these fish. I don't even remember what they were. The little tiny fish, you know, no longer than your hand. And that's the bait. And it's live bait. So you have to grab the fish alive in the bucket, hold it in your hand, and then take the hook and poke it through both its eyeballs. Nice. Like, like that. And then throw it in the water. I'm like, I'm sorry, little dude. Like that. Right. And just throw them in the water <laughs> oh. real quick. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad because they're alive. Like, come on, man. Like. Fishing is nature is brutal. Nature is metal. Yeah. Nature, My favorite is, na- nature is so metal. <laughs> yes. No, I actually, when I said uh, my comment about like you're at, when you need a live animal, it's either dying or dead. Well, here's the thing, though. Like you guys heard about this custom in like I think it's China where they eat like whole live octopi, octopuses, octopi. I've octopi, I think, is a fish plural. I've eaten yeah. living baby octopi before. Okay, so see, this is why I ask dude, these questions on the podcast because how I, will we ever is, know this before? Okay, you're this from is Korea, fucking so. scary though, dude. Like, like <laughs> no, yeah, so you, you've you actually done the, this. You feel it on your in your like throat. You feel it trying to climb. Uh, it's, yeah, like it's you feel the suction cups growing yeah. on you, yeah. Oh. dude. Yeah, because that's how people Boom. die eating that yeah, shit. You got to chew it up real good. Do you ever eat that puffer fish that like is a 50-50 chance of killing you? No, because you know that like I get tails all the time when okay. I want heads. So you know. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, so D two. 
Yeah, D2. <laughs> D2. Jesus. So if you've eaten a live animal, tell us through email if you would like. You can email us uh, what your answer would be to this would you rather or any would you rather that you want us to read on air. Shoot it to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. You can Do also it. tweet to us at hashtag tinydisc or at tinydiscpodcast. Uh, we're on all Do the it. social medias. Uh, as, t- as, <laughs> as Tiny Do Disc. It. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> so uh, look for us there if you want. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, leave a review on iTunes. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. It'd mean a lot Do to it. us. <laughs> Do it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just throwing, like, throwing a wrench in the works here. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, at J A C C E P E D A. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, you know, at trademark Uber TM underscore underscore five five <laughs> on I, Twitter. You know, I feel okay. like that's already trademarked, Jack. I can't tell yeah. you who did, but I feel like someone else has a trademark. <laughs> okay, I got uh, you. you. Can, yeah, you can find me at Panoptimus P I N O P T I M I S T. So thank you for listening to the Tiny Desk Podcast, Yay. and we will see you next Thursday. Do it. Listen. <laughs> <laughs>